0: Well, tonight, I'm excited to welcome Derek Morgan to the front. Yeah, buddy. And he's going to uh, conclude our series on wholeness and our transformation series. And uh, we're excited. So do you want to pray for yourself or do you want me to pray for you?
1: Uh, I'd like you to pray for me and then me pray for me. Perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, we celebrate who Derek is. We celebrate, God, what you've done in his life. God, we thank you that the word is so powerful in his life. He lives the word. And so, God, we just release him right now to bring the fullness of the gospel, to bring the fullness of truth, to bring the full authority of your spirit and your dwelling in him out for us to enjoy. We celebrate his giftings. We recognize his anointing to be a teacher of the word, to be a pastor of the heart, and we just are so excited. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
1: No pressure, right? <laughs> uh, like I said, I wanted to, see, I wanted to um, pray for myself as well, just uh, to get it going. So please bow your heads to go with me again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, more prayer is good, right? I mean, come on. I'll take as much prayer as I can get, my goodness. All right. God, I thank you for this wonderful day, this wonderful week, and a wonderful month that we have ahead of us, God. I pray that you would keep us all safe. I pray that you would allow um, your spirit to just flow through me, God, and. So Everyone will hear exactly what you want them to hear for themselves, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, where to begin, where to begin? Man, last, I was thinking about this over the whole entire time trying to figure out what I was going to talk on, and remembering the last time I spoke out in front of everybody about the Word of God. Well, it was when I was nine years old. I went to a speech meet, and uh, <laughs> come on, speech meet, nine year old, come on. Mm-hmm. I was called reading rainbow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yes, I will own to that. Um, but I just remember back in that one, and I was reading Psalm eight, and it says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And Nine years old, I went up there, started saying it, weeping, sobbing and weeping. Luckily, the, all three of the judges that were uh, watching me do this were all Christians. So Christian judges were just like, man, that is very cool. And I, I opened that up just because I wanted to give you a little bit of background of what like my childhood was like. I grew up in a Christian home, um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. My mom and dad, way back when, way back in the day, about 30 years ago, were starting to try and uh, have kids. Um, they were desperate. They knew that without God's help, they were not gonna be able to have any children. Um, three years of trying and my mom got pregnant. Well, she had a miscarriage a few weeks in, about 18 weeks in, sorry. Um, but, and then she went to the doctors and they had all these checkups and trying to figure out what was wrong. Well, the doctor said that it is almost near impossible for you to have children. Two years later, mom had me. Yeah! Yeah. Come on, that's a a can cop, right? (laughs) Um, that's just sort of an intro to what I'm going to be talking about is, is, um, wholeness and faith and believing that God is gonna do something in your life. Now, whenever I was really young, of course the nine-year-old story of the speech meet and whatever, um, kept on growing in God constantly because I was going to study school, I was going to Capital Christian High School right here, um, and going to Capital Christian Church, and I was consistently growing, loving God, praying, praying in the spirit already at really, really young age. Um, but uh, started growing older and the enemy didn't like it. So they started, the enemy just started attacking me, attacking me, attacking me. Started about 16, 17 years old where it just started decreasing my growth, decreasing my growth, just little by little, just having that door open, just that little bit. That's all it takes, actually. But that little bit, and the devil kept on trying to get me to hang out with bad friends, have a bad outlook on life, and I was miserable the entire time. I would listen to, like, songs that would depress me and stuff like that, and it just was not working out for me. Um, but, God, about a year, A couple months ago, just struck me. I was at at one of my best friend's wedding, Jed's twin brother, um, Zach Roberts, and uh, just seeing all the awesome men of God. They were all growing. I knew most of them from way back when, and they were growing, and I wasn't. I was. I saw pictures of myself. Didn't like what I saw. So after that, about a couple weeks after that, God just struck me over the passing of a week, maybe two weeks, total transformation. My mom and dad saw something in me that they hadn't seen since I was 12 or 13 years old. And the growth just kept on going and going. I got involved here at Epic Life and just started helping out with the PowerPoint and stuff like that. Hiding at first, yes, (laughs) I will admit that. But constantly getting even more and more used to being a part of this wonderful family. And what I took away from that was, is that it took the devil about seven to eight years to get me into a place of not growing in God. It took God one week just to get me back into it. I wanted to share a a verse with you guys. It's Galatians 2, 18 through 20. Uh, It should be up there, sweet goodness. And this is just something that I. I, the latter part of it is what I'm focusing on trying to be in my life. I am a sinner if I rebuild the old system of law I already tore down. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me, so I died to the law. I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Dying to yourself, that's one of the first things that you need to do if you want to keep on growing in God. All right, now on to the main event. What is wholeness? Obviously, it means that means you're not broken. It means that you've picked up the pieces, you've um, been able to take care of your pain. Like what uh, Saul talked about, daily relations with God, it's how you become whole. Ashley talked about let go of your brokenness so you can grab onto God, that is so powerful. Brokenness, just let it go. God's always there for you, just grab for him. And Eric talked about peace is not an outcome, it is a position of the heart. You have to choose to be whole in Christ. it's, It's your choice, not God's choice to bring you in. And Angela talked about transparency. It's how other people see you. The Holy Spirit lives in us and our receiving of the light from the Holy Spirit should shine through us to others. Other people need to be able to see that or else it's not real. Wholeness in the Greek is translated as satisfied, finished, filled up, fulfilled, made full, and perfected. Jesus desires every believer to be whole in spirit, soul, and body. God wants us all to be whole, and I believe He wants to share that with everybody, and He wants me to share with you guys what I've learned. Um, I know that people have become broken. And you become whole again because you go to God and you love God and you're reaching for Him all the time, and, but then you become broken again. That's not what God wants. He doesn't want you to go through that cycle all the time. He wants you to be able to stay whole in Him. So, how do we sustain this wholeness? First thing, you have to change your atmosphere. What's around you? What do you surround yourself with? What people are you surrounding yourself with? What environments are you surrounding yourself with? If you're surrounding yourself with people that don't love God, they don't have the same values as you, trust me, you will rub off on them, but they will also rub off on you. And the rubbing off on them is not enough of a price for them rubbing off on you. personal choices, where you're going around. This is still in changing, change your atmosphere and surroundings. Personal choices. If you make the right choices, you're gonna be in a good place, right? Make choices that, uh, you know, you know if God was standing right there with you, you would make. I, mean, I would not make some bad choices that I have. <laughs> Jesus standing right here. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go drink, but. No, 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 never. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, thank you very much. New. No. <laughs> in the same way, think about the seed parable. Would you rather grow in good soil? Grow with good people around you? Or would you rather be with people that are going to choke you like thorns? Smother you like boulders? I don't know about you guys, but I want to be able to grow to my fullest potential. Next, change your input. Now for me, whenever God did that one week total transformation, one of the main things he, ha- he told me to change was just to get rid of all that depressing music that I was listening to. <laughs> I mean, I deleted it all, I was, I mean, a little bit of me was crying, I gotta admit, a little bit of me was crying, but I knew it was all for the best. Um, like I said, I, I Giant disposition of so much joy is flowing through me just, just because I was listening to such great music, such influential music. I mean that's, that's me. for you might be what you see. might be a movie or different types of movies, TV shows. If you know that that's going to be bad for you, you gotta stay away from it and then God will be able to continue to um, have that wholeness in you. This is the biggest point in how to sustain wholeness. Have faith. God will come through for you. Not your friend. Not your neighbor. Not me. Well, me, apparently, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But... Not anybody else. You already have enough faith for them. I mean, every single one in this room probably can say, oh, I have complete faith in anybody else in this room that you're going to get a job if you need it. You're going to get healed if you need it. What about you? People don't, I know you guys don't doubt faith, but you just don't believe it's for you. It is for you. It's for every single one of us. Now, the question is, how do you get faith for yourself? Great question. Well, that goes back to the atmosphere and input. You have to remove all doubt that God is the only way for you and remove all of the influences that will steer you away from him that's it. Having faith is that easy. I want to share another story. This is about my dad and how he had tremendous faith. About two years ago, my dad was having extreme back pain. Now, he works in construction. He has his own company, New Season Construction. I've worked with him a few time, uh, for about a year, and then off and on now, do paperwork for him as well. Um, but he, he almost always has back pain. So, and he almost never complains. So, to hear him complaining of back pain, I mean, I, I know you guys know those people, right? They, they never complain, right? Never complain about hurt backs or whatever. Um, but he was. He was laid up. He, he could not move. It was that bad. So we took him into the hospital, and they did x-rays, and they couldn't see anything. They had some more different types of type of x-rays. I don't know all the technical terms, I'm sorry. Um, but then they finally did an ultrasound. What they found was that he had cancer in his kidney, in one of his kidneys. Now that came to an extreme shock to all of us. I mean, cancer in my family. I don't, I can't even remember anybody that ever had cancer in my family. My, I don't even know if my parents knew of anybody. But my dad kept on believing that God was gonna heal him, that God was gonna take care of him, just like Abraham. In Romans 4:20 20 through 21, it says, "'No unbelief or distrust made him waver "'or doubtingly question concerning the promise of God, "'but he grew strong and was empowered by faith "'as he gave praise and glory to God, "'fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty "'to keep his word and to do what he had promised.'" my parents have had a lot of words spoken over them that they're going to be very influential in their community and they're still praying and praying and praying that that is, that that is going to happen trust me they have been very influential in their community already but they're praying for more and this was not going to get in the way of that now there was more tests being done but once the diagnosis of cancer in my dad's kidney was they said it was there instantly all back pain and everything else was gone now I just gotta chill out my spine and I've told that story a couple times (laughs) God allowed that pain to happen so that my dad would have this taken care of now this cancer was benign they took it they took out the whole kidney he still has one good one still working strong But if it had lasted any longer in there, it could have spread to his liver. And it doesn't matter if it's benign or not. If it attaches to your liver, they can't take much of that away and 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 it'll kill you. So I praise God every day for that. And my dad's faith, mm, so strong. Such a strong example of it. All right. Let faith determine your circumstances. Don't let circumstances determine your faith. Believe and have faith that God is going to grow through you and influence people around you. Have faith that God is going to take you above any circumstance that anybody else can bring against you. Because, trust me, they're not bigger than God. I know you guys know this. Nothing is bigger than God. J.R. Woodward, uh, was it last week yeah, it was last week. Uh, he said, speak truth, not depression. Now, whenever Abraham was hoping for a son and he was still giving praise and glory to God, does that sound like he's in depression? No. You have to continue and have faith to stay whole. You have to continue and have faith that God is going to come through for you. Seek life into every situation. Now, this one, this story is my own. I really like this story because it's very, very recent. Let's see. Last note: two day, two weeks ago, two weeks ago Friday. Well, I was laid off at my job. Didn't get enough training as quickly as they wanted me to. I had a busy schedule. I have a lot of stuff going on. You know the same excuse. Yeah. But for some I mean, I had been praying about that for a very long time, and I felt like that wasn't the place for me. As soon as I was laid off, I did. I wasn't crying. I wasn't like. Well, that happened at first. Show I was turned away from, so that's why I say it. I wasn't <laughs> crying. <sighs> okay, I was 20, 20, Yeah, I was 20 years old. i was still crying. Okay, whatever. Um, but. I didn't, I didn't give up hope. I didn't give up my faith. As soon as I was laid off, I went home, singing, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Man, powerful words. So simple, but this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Just saying that the whole entire time on my way home, I mean, trying to get myself home, but you know what? God got me home. And right after I got home, I got on the computer. I started applying. I started calling all those places that had said, no, we're not hiring right now. Kept on doing applications, did that for the entire day. So I had a couple people say, yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll call you back. Yeah, that, that's not very comforting. That's been said many, many times over. I assure you, probably you guys know already. But somebody called me back Monday after. Called me in for an interview at, at Home Depot. It never happens. At, yeah, sweet. Oh, uh, we got another Home Depot guy. Uh, that almost never happens with a Home Depot. It's always an automated automated message. So I was like, somebody's actually calling me. Okay, that's cool. God, what are you doing? All right. But <laughs> I got the job same day, yeah. Monday. Yeah. So awesome, so awesome, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, That leads me into my last point on sustaining wholeness. Your attitude. Your attitude is next to having faith in yourself or having faith for yourself is the biggest thing. Attitude for your circumstances, attitude for your life. God, you're gonna change my life. God, you're gonna work in my life. God, everything is up to you. You are all-powerful. You are the love of my life. God is the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. Omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. Never give it past God that he won't do something for you. All you have to do is have faith. All you have to do is sustain that wholeness that he, that he gives you. I have one last verse for you. Well, actually, no, I don't. There's two more verses. Goody, right? All right. Uh, I have Colossians three, twelve through fifteen. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Whew, awesome. Okay, how do we know we are whole? This is just to finish it up. This is my last point. If you fear only the Lord, you are whole. Now, you think of fear, it's usually, oh my goodness, I'm so scared. No. That might be my definition all the time, but never mind. Um, fear of the Lord is reverence, it is respect, it is allowing what you fear to have control of your life. That's what fear of the Lord means. And if you are allowing something else to be your fear, fear of the devil or fear of any other thing, then you're giving it all, your, all the power. You're not allowing God to have all the power. Less time in mourning and worrying. You won't worry about things that are coming up because God, you know God's gonna take care of you if you're sustaining your wholeness. I have a verse for this one, this is my last verse. Um, And it is, a song was written after it and I really love that song too. Psalm 30, 11 through 12. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. This is how we overcome. You've turned my morning into dancing. Next time you're feeling sad, next time you're feeling really, really bad, try singing that. This is how we overcome. Or this is how I overcome. And finally, there's a little funny story to finish this off, how we know we're a whole, is shattering the lies of the enemy and having authority over the devil. I don't know if all you guys know uh, Smith Wigglesworth. Amazing man of God. Amazing man of God. I hope you guys know him. But you guys will after this. <laughs> well, not part of the story, but this guy would... Throw people up against the wall and they would be completely healed or come, come back. <laughs> Wasn't it come back from the dead as well? I thought there was something like that too. But anyways, my story was ha- having wholeness is having that power of the enemy. Is he was lying in his bed asleep and he woke up to see the devil on the edge of his bed. Freaky, right? You know what he did? <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's only you, went back to sleep. Thanks, guys.
0: Love you, Derek. Was that good? Let me just, yeah. <clears throat> It's funny. I'm gonna love on them for a little bit because I didn't hear enough amens during that message. Did you catch, like, you know, maintaining your wholeness? You know, the first one is change your atmosphere, right? So good, like, change what's around you, the people, then change your inputs. But all the negative stuff that we get in our hearts and our minds, you know, we're like, listen to that song, and all of a sudden we're like tempted. We're like, how's that work, you know? change your faith, that's like the, the, the change of faith, it, it strikes me so much that we always have enough faith for somebody else but we don't have enough for ourselves, right? Like I've had back pain all week. I had this long story. But honestly, like I've prayed for tons of people and I always have unlimited faith for anybody else. And for me, I'm like, oh, well, whatever, you know. And I got prayed for tonight and I'm like feeling great. So. It's like, why did I think of that earlier, you know? Like, but but we, we often always think about each other and then when it comes to us, we're so quick to minimize it. Love that. And then change your attitude. Man, whatever circumstance you have, change the attitude, right? It's gotta be like, yes, I'll take that. I heard a podcast uh, just this week about, uh, it's a a psalm that says, uh, shout for joy, you who are in barren land and in the desolate, that you begin to praise in the absence of your breakthrough because you're anticipating what's gonna happen, that you, you owe God the glory and the praise no matter what the circumstance is, whether in plenty or in need. Because if we don't, then we're only giving God praise when we have, or we're overflowing with goodness. When things are going great, that's the only time we find ourselves praising God. So good. Change your attitude. Thank you so much. So, why don't we stand up? We're going to worship. We're going to close out the night. And if you have prayer needs and you have a, a need for an area of your life, if you need jobs, if you need mending of a relationship, if you just have something stirring your heart, you don't know what, but you just want to have somebody lay hands on you and impart blessing to you, come forward. So we're going to ask the prayer team, number one, to come up. Why not? And we're going to kill the lights, and we're just going to give this time to have the Lord do whatever he wants to do, both in our hearts, but also what we bring to him. If you have something on your shoulders that you are carrying around in life and it's weighing you down, come forward and bring it to God. Bring it to somebody who's entrusted with God's heart to speak life over you. There's power in agreement. There's power in prayer. You guys know that. But let's be a community that does not let our circumstances determine our faith. As Derek said, let our faith determine our circumstances. So we're going to worship now.